Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. thing, man. Take your Bibles, and, and if you ain't scared, hold it up, man. Show somebody. Yeah, we believe that. If this is your first time, we are one of them churches that are Bible churches, and we believe the Word of God, and we trust it. I mean, we trust it. You have to put faith. John's testimony was, was trust and faith in the Word. That's what that was. That was faith and confidence in the Word, and, and when he stepped out in faith and confidence in the Word, God it is so faithful, and he wants so much to do things for us. And I believe today as we get into this word, we're going to find out just how good he is and, and what he wants to do in our life. And, and I, I, I believe truly God's going to do something real in you today. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. Amen. My multilingual self today. I'm not even bilingual. I'm, I'm, I'm several linguals. Several linguals. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. I have tongues. And so I ain't no telling what all I talk, man, sometimes. But it's good and it's God. It's good and it's God. Ephesians 2, when you got to say amen. amen. All right, that was just a warm-up practice for you. So you, you're good now. You know how to say that. Ephesians chapter 2. I, I, I was going to pull one verse out as my, just my text today, and, and I, I just I couldn't. I just kept adding stuff to it. Man, Lord just kept showing and saying and I was, then it almost got me where I was about to read the whole chapter. And I was like, man, we may lose somebody if I read the whole chapter. So we're going to read a few verses, 11 through 18, not too many. But I really feel like I, I, we need to hear all that's being said here and, and, and get this today. And I, I'm tr- I truly think God's going to do something in you if you let him. So Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 11. When you got it, say amen. amen. Let's roll. Therefore, remember that you... Once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. That was some big stuff there. That at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Yeah, we still use that language. Just, I was going to say, if somebody watched the conventions, the political convention, language of Israel and God is in our language uh, here at the church, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Now, just think about that for a second. He uses this language here of circumcision and uncircumcision in those terms to show us that that probably is the most descript way that he, he tells us that we are so far from God, we're so far removed from him, that there is no way outside of what ha- I'm getting ready to say in this scripture that we could have this relationship with God. And he, he's, he's, he's painting this picture for us and helping us understand with the most descriptive terms that he knows how to say that we're aliens with no connection there, having no hope there in verse 12, but verse 13. Man, aren't you thankful for the butts in the Bible? But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off, having been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Amen. 
who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through what? The cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who were near, for through him. This is my verse today. I want us to hit it hard and really get it in us. For through him, that's Jesus, through that name, no other name, through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That's good news, ain't it? That is good, good news. We have access to the Father through the Son and by the Spirit, David. And so this is what we're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to pray. And we can do this today, and I, and this, I want us to really, oh, man, digest this today and get it in us. We're getting ready to talk to God. Do you understand that? Duh. No, we're getting ready to talk to the creator of the universe. We're getting ready to boldly go into a place that we can't get to on our own strength, but because of what Jesus did. I, I want us to really hit this today. Because of what he did for us on the cross today, we have access to the Father. Come on, just let it settle for just a minute. As a matter of fact, just get yourself in a posture of prayer. Get ready to, to go there with me right now. Just, just close your eyes, bow your heads. We're getting ready to go into the throne room of grace. <laughs> I don't think we sometimes realize this. And, and today, God give us revelation of this word. That we're getting ready to enter into the throne room of grace. We get we today, we have access into the place where he's father, we're children, he's Lord, he's daddy, and this is through no other name but Jesus that we can come in, and it's by his spirit that we can you, me and you together can talk to him right now. God, Father, in the name above every name, Jesus, we come to you. Lord, let us get this right now. Let us process this right now. We're not entering into your, your presence because we're good today. We're not entering into your presence today because music was moving. We're not entering into your presence today because we gave and tithe or offering. We're not entering into your presence even because we showed up in this room. We're entering into your presence because the Spirit of God showed up. And Father, we enter in. We enter in. Come on, because of what Jesus did. Right now, if you're in Christ, you're in his presence. Oh, man. I, I just, in his presence is fullness of joy, the Bible says. I just want us to sit there for a minute. Father, in your presence right now, we're there. <laughs> oh, man. Lord, help us see that we're not at 505 South Main Street, Malden. Help us to understand right now, Father, that we're into a place that only we can get to because of Jesus. <laughs> Lord, let, let that become revelation and light to us today. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for what he did that allowed us to talk to you right now and to come into this room and worship you. And we give you glory. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 
Hey, man, tell your neighbor, man, he's unreal. He's awesome. Wow. Wow, man. Do we think that sometimes? Do we realize what all happens in, in moments like that? I, don't, I think sometimes we forget it, but I, I want us today that I believe the Lord is going to show us some stuff. And we've been in this series now for, for about six weeks, and, and, and it's entitled No Other Name. Are you thankful for Jesus? Are you thankful for the name? Amen. It's above every name. And today we're going to talk about that there is no other name that we pray in. We pray in that name. It's access to the Father in that name. And, and, and immediately, this is what happens sometimes in us because of the enemy, because of what Satan does and how he likes to trick our minds. When you hear a word like prayer, it causes a lot of people to immediately kind of withdraw. It does. I, I, I've seen this. I've spent time with people, and, and it sometimes will spark in us maybe like an inadequacy, and, and we, we can't do that, and, and we don't have access like some people do, man, or, or we even do this, and it's kind of, it's kind of strange, but I've done it. We, we even say stuff like, man, he can pray. You ever heard her pray? Man, she can pray like it's a sport. I mean, you know, I'm serious. We do that sometimes, and we, we think, like, you know, it's okay to talk about your boy as a good quarterback, and, and, and he throws well. And, man, did you see that dude run? He was putting the moves on him, and, and that's good. I'm okay with you saying that. But, man, prayer's not a sport. And when you think that, and when you say or you hear somebody pray, and, and you, you, you listen to what they do, sometimes that you begin to think, well, I can't do that. It's not singing. It's not playing. I, I have to, you know, curse the spirit of jealousy and envy in me sometimes when I hear these guys play and, and that thing tries to rise up in me and I want to be able to do what they do, but I can't. I'm okay with that now. It's getting there. But you know what I can do? I can pray. You can pray. And so I, I've truly, I just began, God, show us this thing. I, I really feel that when this is all said and done, everybody in this room is going to be praying more than they've ever prayed before because you know something you can but it does. It sparks this little. Uh, I remember when I was first, you know, you know, really kind of getting older, and and you know, got to be used a little bit in church, and finally got to serve in a couple of areas, and I started doing offering. You know, if you ever been an usher, usher, and it's cool, man. You know, you just worship, and you're given some opportunity to be blessed and give to God and worship. But I remember when I first started doing it. When you walk up front at our church, we used to call on somebody to pray. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? You go up to the front, everybody comes down there, and they have their offering bags or their, their little plate. We had plates, gold ones with a little velvet in it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> kind of rub that thing. Just nice. I mean, but, but then, and then this is what the ushers would do. They, they'd turn their head and look away, and the guy would start coming across, start scanning, see who could catch their eye, and you'd, you'd look away. So don't, don't call on me. You know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all know what I'm saying. And we've done that so often. And, and, and you, or you do this. You get around the table at lunchtime, and we do it for fun or whatever, but you bam, you, you throw your finger up. And I saw somebody do that one day, you know, and that, that means that, all right, I don't have to pray. Last one to do that or this or whatever. You've got to pray like it's a chore. I've got to talk to God again. Creator of heaven and earth and the universe and who blesses it with him, all blessings flow. I got to talk to him again. I mean like it's a chore. But sometimes I think we get in our minds that it is. 
and that we can't do it or we're not qualified like someone do it. And if you love to hear so-and-so pray because he uses the correct vernacular in his terminology. Is that a word? Yeah, I think it is. But, but, but he, I want you to say, I can do this because the Bible says some stuff in here and it's chalked full. I mean full of people that pray powerful prayers. And I don't think it was because they were eloquent in their speech. They operated in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, and they come forth in something that was not their own. It wasn't that they went to school and, and got degrees and hung it on the wall, and then now you're qualified to say certain words because you put your time in. I, I, it's people who got up and began to ask God to do miraculous, incredible stuff. And one of the guys in the scriptures that comes to my mind, I, I really like, study this dude's life, man. It is cool. His name is Elijah. Elijah in the Bible prays some stuff, man. He, he prayed and he asked God to do things. He got out, man, and he was amongst thousands of people who come around and who believed that their God was the one true God, and he said, God, let's show them. I want us that bold. I want us that, that full of the confidence in God that we'll say, God, let's show them how good you are. Let's show them that we can speak to contacts, and contacts have to move in the name of Jesus. Come on. Everything is an inferior name. And so we just, we speak to those things. And Elijah was that dude. Elijah got up. He prayed things that, man, just miraculously just went, went was unreal what he produced because of prayer. And sometimes we read stuff like that, man. We was like, man, I wish I knew his secret. I wish I knew what he did. How do I do that, man? Pastor, give me today some words to help me get up like Elijah and say those things. Or maybe because I'm not that old or I don't dress in a robe or my beard ain't there and all this kind of stuff. I can't speak like they speak. Listen. James 5, a really cool book in the Bible, James 5, 17 and 18 says this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. There went every excuse we could produce right there. It left us right there. Because now it's not, well, dude, you don't know my nature. I'm a human. matter of fact, the message says that he was a human just like us. Just for a second, let it, let it process. That he was a human just like us, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. I'm, are you hearing this? Elijah has nothing on you. He does it. Nature just like ours. But he prayed with this belief and this confidence that he could come to him and ask him to do these things and he would do it. But a lot of times we do this and we get so pulled in and so wrapped up in life. Everything is now so busy and so fast paced. And man, it just drives me nuts. And it's just crazy. We think we can't just do one thing at a time anymore. We think multitasking is a spiritual gift. Amen? Amen. And I have the spiritual gift of multitasking. You ever seen that person driving down the road? putting makeup on, on the cell phone, smacking their kid, and you don't know who's driving the car. <laughs> but they're good like that, and we can do it. And now we have, I mean, it's just crazy. The more technology you get, the more we have to keep doing. Who, who nowadays, if you're on the computer and you work on this, the computer, you have just one screen or one tab open at a time now? 
It's very few, very few. All right, that's because you had developed the gift of spiritual multitasking. Yes, so it's coming, it's coming. But but we think. I mean, I, I mean, I get, I've got four things going on at one time. I'm one of the world's worst. I do. I'm a mind. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, man. I, I, they, I didn't have it because they didn't, you know, diagnose it till later in life. But I think I might have had a couple of attention disorders, just a little couple of things that I struggled with, and I still pray over that, man. I, I've, I've done this. I've got in this room wanting to pray for you, and I'll begin to walk around. I'll begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Ask God to do some things, and I notice there's a piece of paper on the floor. So the ones that are laughing know me, all right? The visitors are like, what's up there? And I, I can't, it's done. All right, I got to go pick up the piece of paper. I'm walking through, Lord. I just pray that you'll deliver somebody. You sit in the chairs crooked. Straighten it up. Get everything back in order. Now I can go back to pray. But we do, we get so busy. Some of you right now, you've taken four different people in this service. Yeah, I can see you. Some of y'all think y'all doing it down there. Now, I, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know what you're doing. I'm okay if you're on new version on your Bible app, but because you, you think you can't just come in, and we do that sometimes. We get so busy, and we get in this place, and we have so much going on, and, and, and it's just, it just it, we, can't, cause we can't just come to church and just listen. We can't come to this church and just hear a word from God and, and really spend time in this presence because I need to be, I really need to be doing these things, Pastor. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm still old school. I still have a Blackberry. I don't know if you've heard of those. It's this old phone and stuff like that. And I get given a hard time about the Blackberry. I know somebody laughing right now. You know, but because, you know, you really need to step up. I mean, what else? I mean, I can, I can email, Facebook, Twitter, tweet, text, read the Bible, talk on the phone, and text my wife all at the same time. What else do I need, really? I mean, because I can do all those things, but you need to step up because you need to be able to do more than one thing or 15 things at one time. Amen. We just do that. We, and we get in our mindset because we don't take time for God. But I, I asked a question. I posed uh, a question in uh, all of my time of multitasking and tweeting and Twittering and Facebook. And I asked a question last week that, that uh, simply was, it was just like, who, if you had the opportunity, could just sit down and have a conversation with anyone, who would it be? I asked that question this week. And and uh, I think I even done it for my Blackberry. So, yeah, you can't still do that for my Blackberry. <clears throat> but I asked that question. It was really cool. I got a lot of responses. A lot of people took time out, and they began to say things. And, and some were funny. But for the most part, I just began to look at and hear some of the, the comments. And people were saying, man, I, I love to be able to just talk to Jesus and, or talk to this person in the Bible and that person and, and Martin Luther King or C.S. Lewis and, and some of these people. And it was, I was like, that's cool. And, and a lot of people did this, and I thought it was really neat. And, and I think it, it, it's, it, was, it really just kind of shows where somebody's heart is. They said, I'd like to be able to speak to my family member who's gone on. I was like, that's cool. And, and so really I just kind of sat back, and it was really neat to, to think about why we want to have a conversation. And I narrowed it down. I, I did this. I, I didn't. Hopefully it didn't mess up your mindset and, and, and not, you know, maybe just read your mind. But I, I feel like these are the reasons why. And I narrowed it down to three, that we want to have a conversation with someone. And this is what I came up with. One is that they're in a relationship with that person. At one time that they were in a relationship, that person, you know, was, was connected to them. And, and maybe now they're gone or whatever. And that's, that's tough. But I believe that was one of the reasons. Two was that they were influenced or they were changed their life was impacted by someone. Cool, cool reason. I want to talk to someone. Or three of this is that they accomplished something great in their life. 
People wanted to speak to that person who, was, who broke barriers and who did things that were maybe difficult and, and come against the, just the norm. And they wanted to talk to them. And I just began to think, and I thought it was really cool, is that's the reason people wanted to talk to someone. And I said, if you think about it, that's probably the most re- important reason we should want to talk to God. We should want to talk to him because we're in a relationship with him. And if we're in a relationship with him, that will kind of begin to be birthed in us. And again, I think there are some things because we think we're inadequate or unworthy that we don't do that. I believe another reason we should is because he's influenced or changed our life. Amen. If we've been influenced or changed by him, we should, we should want to spend time with him. Or that other one is that they've accomplished something great. Nobody else has accomplished what he's accomplished. No, no other person has come on the scene and made the claims that he made, said what he said, turned right around and then backed it up. Nobody else can say that but Jesus. Nobody else can get up and say, me and the Father are one. I'm going to leave, but I'm coming again. I'm going to die, but I'm coming back. Jesus did this. And so he's made all these things, and he's made a way to us. And we now, because of what he did, we have access to the Father. We have access to God. We can come into God's presence and we can talk to him because of what Jesus did. And so I just want us to look for a second. What is prayer? First of all, let's say what prayer is not. In Matthew, we see that prayer is not to do it this way. You're not to get up and pray like the hypocrites. So if you, if you don't understand what it is, it's a, it's a religious person who's doing something for the wrong reason, who's saying or portraying one thing, but deep down in their heart, they're doing something different. The Bible says not to pray that way. And some people take that means that we don't pray in public or we don't do this, we should go. No, you don't pray in public for the wrong reason. You don't pray in public because you're good. You pray in public because he's good. You don't get up and try to bring glory to your name and impress someone. You try to get up and bring glory to his name. That's what Elijah was doing when he prayed. He got up and he said, because I want them to see and you to get glory, God come down and consume this sacrifice. And the Spirit of God came down in fire and began to burn up the sacrifice. It was so that God could get glory. But sometimes, again, we get pulled into stuff and, 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 and it gets begin to mess with our mind. And we forget that prayer is just talking to the Father. Now, we, we, if you've been in church a while, you've, you may have taken the prayer class. And, and if you take the prayer class, the prayer classes are awesome. I love I love prayer classes. They're great. And that you learn things that you can pray intercession and, and confession and adoration and perspiration. And, and you can, uh, all these Asians, and, and you can pray those things. Those are, I love them. They're, that's awesome. But what happens a lot of times is we forget all that. And we get in God's presence and we're like, which one am I supposed to be doing now? Which Haitian? Uh, and, and we forget and, and we begin to struggle about what should I do? But, but prayer, he said, is, is not praying like the hypocrites, not like the religious people who are doing it for their gain, but for his glory. And so we just begin to pray. And in that next scripture, Matthew says that we are to pray, Father. And so I had, I had to say, God, really show us and show me what this means because, again, I, sometimes I forget. And, 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 I, and I, 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 we, I mess it up and sometimes. And I was like, man, God, show us. And, 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 and the Lord said, do this. Watch your youngest son. Just watch him. And I sat back and I did this. I just began to watch my seven-year-old. And my seven-year-old is a trip, dude. He is funny. I, it's just a trip, you know. Uh, and, and, and if you don't know the story, about six years ago, we adopted him into our family. And he's just, he's just Rogers now, man, through and through. And, and it's just a trip. And just to watch this, because we're supposed to pray 
father. And I was like, Lord, show me this thing. He says, watch your seven-year-old. Watch him and watch what he does. And so I just begin to list. And I sit down and begin to think, these are just the ways that he talks to me. And I really feel when this is all said, done, everybody's going to say, well, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm, and you're going to begin to pray. You're going to begin to see God do great things simply because he's good. And so the first thing was this. Number one, he just tells me that he loves me. That's cool. That is awesome. I love that. I love when my seven-year-old just walks in the room. He says, Daddy, hey, I love you. Yesterday he said, he walked through and he said, Daddy, I love you more than cheese sandwich. I was like, dude, that's deep, man. That's agape love right there, man. You, you have to understand love. Because he said, man, I just love you, man, more than cheese sandwich, you know. And, 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 and he just says that. And I just began to think God was just showing me this revelation. And because he said, that's how we're supposed to come to him, like a child. I mean, not like the guy who used words that you didn't understand. Like a child. And I understand it. Daddy, I love you, man, more than cheese sandwich does something to me. And, 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 and I just begin to think, you know what that is? That's called praise and worship. And that's communication with the Father. Some of you thought what we were doing for about 40 minutes a while ago was just killing time. Yeah. And you were saying, I, mean, I wish they had hurried on up a little bit because I got things to do because you didn't understand. That was communicating with the Father. And that was time of praise and worship. And I really love when people get revelation of this now. And, and people in our church are getting revelation. I love when some people come here and, and it's not their style of music or whatever it is. But, you know, they, they begin to come back later and they'll say, man, that was awesome. I begin to think, two months ago, man, you couldn't stand this. You didn't like it. it was too, but, man, they're like, man, there's something's going on because they're getting revelation that this is spending time with God's presence. And I believe this in their heart. They're coming in. And I don't believe now those people are sitting around looking or have their card out and they're checking the report card if we did this. I believe they're coming in and saying, God, I love you, man. One cheese sandwich. <laughs> Just stopping and telling him that, God, I love you. You know that's prayer. That's prayer. When you're talking to him, it's communication with the father, like a child to the father. When, he's, when, when he says that to me, my seven-year-old, I don't say, dude, that's not communication. Come back. You, I, no, no, that's communication. And I, you know what I do? I love it. I love it, man. Sometimes I set it up. Hey, Caleb. I love you, man. I love you, Daddy. And sometimes, you know, he sets us up. He tells us, man, I love you. And he always wants you to do is just stop what you're doing, spend a little time with him. Psalms 34, 1 through 3, I love it. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes his boast in the Lord. Not boasting in me. It boasts in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Come on, together. That's what we're doing. We're coming in here and we're spending time in his presence and the Bible is just full of it and I just, it's just powerful stuff and the Psalms are there and it's the biggest book in the Bible and there's so much stuff in there about praise, about worship and all that is is you coming in and just telling him, I love you. I love you. And, and this is what's going to be awesome now. Some of you that thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm at work and I can't do this so I can't pray and then I'm going to pray after work and then after work you get home and everything's going nuts and you're saying, man, I wish I had time to pray. You'll be able to say, you know, some God, I love you. You'll just be driving down the road saying, man, I just thank you, God. 
love you, I mean, I love you. And you're going to be able to see your prayer life go nuts, man, and God do great things. Number two thing was this. Number one is he just tells me that he loves me. Second thing is this, is that sometimes he asks for things. He does. He, he asks for stuff. And, and, uh, and I, I really don't know why he said he loves me more than cheese sandwich and because he always asks for a jelly and jelly sandwich. Seriously, he wants strawberry on one side and grape on the other. And he did not tell me he loved me more than jelly jelly sandwich. Maybe he don't. I don't know. Maybe he's growing in that. But so he went the cheese route. But he would say, you know, you know he, he would just say stuff like, you know, Daddy, I'm hungry. So simple. Wednesday's my day. It's always been the day that I got to spend time with, with my kids and pick them up from school. And that was the day that I set aside for that. And, and it started with, with my, my oldest uh, son and my daughter. And, and I'd pick them up at Fountain and Elementary School. And it was, it, it, we did this often. Most every Wednesday, we would be driving down Main Street. And I would get right there at the Bilo, the Burger King on my left. And I would make a left turn. Y'all remember that day? Come on, do you feel Jesus right now? I would make a left turn into the Burger King, and I would get them chicken nuggets, and I would get me a chocolate milkshake. They thought I was doing it for them. I was doing it because I wanted a chocolate milkshake. But, no, <laughs> but, no, but I would. I would just do that for them. It's just because I say, guys, you're hungry? And they would say, yeah, whatever. Caleb comes in on, on Wednesday, and he says, Daddy, I'm hungry. And I know what he wants. He, he wants a jelly and jelly. I said, son, let me fix your jelly and jelly. And he don't have to do this. He don't have to say, Daddy, give me jelly jelly jelly. Hi, Daddy, I want jelly, 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 jelly. I want, Daddy, I want jelly, jelly. Come on, jelly, jelly. I mean, he don't have to do that with me. He, he, don't, he don't have to. He says, Daddy, I'm hungry. Some of y'all's kids do that. Y'all be to take care of them, man. Y'all better feed your children. But, but, but you ever thought about that for a second? You know, sometimes he don't even ask for jelly, jelly. Sometimes he says, Daddy, I'm hungry. The Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, he'll feel. He'll fill you up. You get hungry for him. And sometimes we ask these things, and we should. James 5, 13 through 15, right before the scripture about Elijah being just a man just like us, it says that if anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Sometimes we feel like, man, I'm going through all this stuff, and I'm hurting, and I'm suffering, and I can't go to God. He said, if you're suffering, go to him in prayer. Some of you don't let the devil beat you down and, 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 and mess with you and say, like, man, if I go down there and ask for prayer, they're going to think this and that. Don't, it don't matter what they think. It matters what he thinks, and it matters what he wants to do for you. And in the scripture, he says, if you're suffering, pray. If anyone is cheerful, let him sing psalms. And is anyone among you sick, verse 14, let him call on the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So people wonder why we do that, why we come pray for each other. The Bible says do it. And this is what he says will happen, verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. God wants us to come to him in prayer. Some of you feel guilty. I can't ask for this or I can't do No, you go to him and you say, God, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. And you know something? We are, he already knows. My son, he falls or he gets hurt or whatever. He comes, Dad, I did this. I did that. I saw you fall and I see you bleeding. I already know. But you know something? It does something. He says, this is what I need. And he comes and it just happens. And God wants to do this for us. You know, he knows your heart. He will do even little things because of prayer. He really will. This happened to me uh, about two weeks ago. I, my, my, my truck is, is about almost 10 years old. And, and uh, the, 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 the lights on the front of it, dude, you can barely see out of things because of that, all that oxidation. You know what I'm talking about? that gets on there, and, and they sell all these little kits that you can do all this kind of stuff with, man. And I was going to get one of them one day, and I was like, man, you know, I'm, y'all know I'm tight. And I was like, man, I, 
I ain't gonna, I can still see a little bit, you know, I'm driving like this, you know, and I can still see some, you know, and I almost did this. I almost put it on Facebook. Hey, anybody got one of those little kits, and can y'all fix my locks, hook me up, or whatever? I almost didn't. I was like, oh, I don't want to start begging, man. That's feel stupid. I said, but I, I like that. Be, that'd be kind of cool. Well, I got my brakes fixed on my truck, and I went to pick up my truck, and I, I promise this was so cool. The guy who fixed my truck, he said, man, hey, I noticed your lights were all messed up. He said, you know what I did? I cleaned them for you. I had this kit, and I just bought them off. I was like, yeah. You <laughs> know that. I almost started laying hands on him in the name of Jesus. God used you, brother. And I didn't want to scare him. I just didn't want to do that. I was like, man, I just said, dude, praise God. He was like, what? I was like, that's awesome, man. I thank you, man, for doing that. But, you know, that's what it is. God just wants to hear your heart, and he'll do this stuff for you. He really will. He, he wants to. He's a father who loves kids, and, and so he asks for things. So number three is this. Sometimes he just wants us, wants us to tell him what's going on. He just wants you to talk to him. And this is, this is awesome. You can do that. You may not be able to come up and say, hey, God, you know, and then you could do it. But you say, man, Father, God, I, this is where I'm at. And just talk to him. Just tell him what's going on. I, I took Caleb yesterday to, to the Escalate uh, uh, skating thing, man, down here at Golden Park. And, and he, he come back out of the truck, and he got in the truck, and he was telling me, man, that's the best day ever, Daddy. And that was awesome, best day of my life. And, and, and he just telling me, and he's telling me, man, I did this, and I skated with so-and-so. Now I got a best friend, and I got all this kind of stuff. I'm just sitting there listening. And man, I said, dude, that's awesome. That's what God wants. He wants you just to talk to him. And you might not be able to do this, and you, sometimes you feel guilty. I can't put aside four hours to pray. But you know, you can get in the truck or the car and on the way say, God, man, this is what's going on. Just talk to him. And then when things get crazy, this is what a father you can do this with. Think about how it is in your home or it was when you were younger or whatever. If you're talking to him and something happens and you get something's going on, you just start back up. You just start the conversation back up. And you don't have to go through all these Asians again. You can just come in and say, oh, where was we? That's cool, man. You can get out. You may have a job. You have to go out and do stuff. You may go see this person. And you can get back in and say, where was I, God? Oh, yeah, that's right. And you just begin to talk. And you just communicate with him. And you just begin to bring this stuff to him. And, and if we don't, this is what happens in our life. We begin to get anxious and we get worried. Some of you right now, you, you suffer and you're struggling. You're, you're in a difficult place. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, be anxious for nothing. Come on, somebody needs to hear this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. I mean, you don't have to be in this place of anxious. You could just, man, bring this to him. You know he wants you to. So I'll be right now, man. I'm, he's too busy and this and that. He says cast every care on him. Every situation, cast every struggle. You cast every, why? Because we're awesome. No, because he cares. And he says to cast it on him. And he just wants you just to spend time just talking to him, just sharing with him, telling him what's going on in your life. And the fourth thing is this, that we can come to him boldly and confident. <laughs> I said earlier that Caleb was adopted and, and, and we, we brought him into our family and and we gave him the name Rogers. And we, and we, we, we gave him that name Caleb. And, and what Caleb could do is this, is at any time, boldly and confidently, he don't have to come up and say, well, am I still a Rogers? 
I was wondering, man, you know, I pulled a yellow card today. Every other day, good Lord Jesus, help <laughs> Bless him, God. I pulled a yellow card, and he has a look in his eye. And I wonder if I'm still a Rogers or not. Son, come here, son. Why do you do that? And, and God wants to do this for us. He wants us to boldly come in his presence and knowing that he's, we're still son. We're still daughter. He's still father. He still loves us. We can boldly endure it. Not because we're good. Come on, give God praise. That's good. Not because we're good, but because he is. I mean, and we was. We were singing that song earlier, man. It was always just set up by God, man. It's because of what he's done. It's because of what you've done. It's because of what he established and set for us in prayer to the Father, through the Son. It's our access to him. Hebrews 10.35 says this. It says, therefore, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. There's great reward in having confidence in him. There's great reward in having confidence in what he's done for you on the cross. There's great reward when we come to that place. We step into this place and we don't start saying, man, this is, what, this, is where, this is where we get us. We have to go through this process sometimes and we think, man, am I still his child? And for the first 40 minutes, we're trying to become his child again. About halfway through becoming his child again, we'd have fell asleep. Maybe that's just me. All right. Who am I talking to? But when you have confidence in him, you can come in. And, and, and I love it. I can have the do not disturb sign on my door. My kids are still coming in. They still coming in. You know why? Because they're my child. They know they have. They have precedent. They have a special place in my heart. If they need something, they're my children. And they come into that place. They're our children. They're who we are. And we can have confidence in him. And, we, and if we start seeing this, we start praying different. We can actually come to him. And we're not praying because we're good. We're praying because he's good. We're not praying because we served him this week. We're praying because he made the ultimate service for us. We're not praying because we paid the price this week and, and we gave in God. We did this. We're praying because he he paid the ultimate price for us on the cross through his son and now boldly we enter into the Father's presence because of what Jesus did on the cross. When we see it, we'll pray different. I'm telling you, we'll begin to see the results differently because of what he did. And scriptures in the Bible, man, that so long and so many times, I like 2 Chronicles 7.14, a great prayer verse, man. I've, I've read this. I've shared this. I've said this. He said, if my people who are called by my name, my people. And so when you're struggling about whether or not you're his people, you'll never get to the place to where you begin to do this. Humble yourself, pray, seek his face, turn from wicked ways. Then he'll hear from heaven, forgive the sins, and heal their land. I'm telling you, for so long, man, that was almost like a burden. It's almost like a struggle. But when you start seeing this, that because we are his people, through what Christ did, Some of, some of us right now, we do this. We get in that place, and, and we, we feel like, man, if I can do these things, then I can ask God to do this. Are you in Christ? He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Remember what Jesus said, the scripture that Paul said in Ephesians 2 there, that he's separated, he's made this one new man. 
We have access now, and you have a confidence in him. We have this confidence not in us. And the question is, are we in Christ? If you are, <laughs> oh, man, you can have access into the throne room. If you are, man, you change, and God does this stuff. It just happens. I'm telling you, he said that he's our peace, Ephesians 2, that he himself is our peace. He's it. So it's not, man, well, God, am I? No. How awesome is Jesus? Awesome. How great is God? Man, my mind can't be wrapped around it. I can't even begin to think about how good he is. And when you begin to see that we have access to the Father, through the Son, the Spirit of God will begin to pray through you. He'll, he'll, he'll speak through you. You'll begin to do things. And I'm telling you, we're at a difficult place in the world right now. But I believe if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. He'll do that. And it's because of what Christ said. Well, well, do we need to call a prayer meeting and call this and that? You don't have to. There's going to be some coming up. Man, I encourage you, man. Come set aside time to do that. But I want you to do this every day. When you understand that now, it's not I have to be in a certain place in church on Sunday morning, music just right, everything's set up, temperature, thermos. No. Father, child. Just tell him you love him. Just come to him. Ask him. What's going on? Ask him, what's, man, this is what I need. Tell him what's happening in your life and do it this way boldly. Is that arrogance? No. It's confidence in him. It's confidence in him. If anything we need is confidence in him. And when you do that, you'll do this. You, you, somebody will come down and they'll be struggling, they'll be sick, and you'll say, man, I wish I could pray for them if I had confidence in how good I was this week. Now, man, I, man, I know I need to lay my hands on them. I know I need to witness to them. But, man, I'm struggling because I know where my mind went this week. And I didn't take up my cross, man. I didn't carry it like I should. He carried it for you. And when you get a revelation of that, then you'll say, man, this, this ain't nothing. I can do this because of what he did. I believe because of what he's done. Some of you are in this room and you're in this place right now and you don't have the boldness and the confidence because you're not in Christ. And this is what I want you to get ready to see today, that you enter into it because of Jesus. You enter into this place. When we're talking about going to this place and coming into time of prayer and access to the Father is through the Son. It's through Jesus. Jesus.